Good morning. Don't you love seeing his face? I do. Hey, speaking of Dr. Jav, he is in, I almost said the wrong city, Madras, Oregon. Uh, They invited him down there over the weekend to do his How to Read Your Bible for All It's Worth workshop. Um, Raise your hand if you attended that one. He he did that here a couple of years ago. Yeah, so we need to ask him to do that again because it was really good. And he told me last night that a, a gal came up to him after the workshop and said she'd been waiting 40 years for that. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, uh, it's really good, and uh, so we should uh, we should trick him into getting us to have that here at Heritage. Uh, but thank you so much. Would you do me a quick favor too? Because we always want to do this to thank our volunteers and our worship team for this beautiful time. <clears throat> They're so wonderful, and we are are grateful to them. Uh, so I get the opportunity to share this morning, and. Last night, as I was getting here, there were a couple folks, which is our Saturday night people are fairly newer to Heritage, so they were, they were surprised, or what's happened? We're not focusing in on me, are we? Ah, zoom in. That's excellent. I haven't had Botox yet, so let's not do that. Anyway, okay, so, so they, they, were, they were thinking, oh, wow, you know, like, but I, I guess they'd never heard me speak or didn't know that, that I get the opportunity. And I do uh, get, get the opportunity when, whenever I actually ask Dav or desire to or he pushes me to. Um, but last year, we wanted to give our team opportunity to, to, for you to hear from them. And I was super happy to say, no, let's let them because that's a, that is more rare. And you'll get to do that again this year too. We'll get to have Team Heritage again this year, which I'm excited for. I think it's in the summertime. So you'll want to come and that's going to be so good. Dav and I love our team and are thankful for them. So before I begin um, my message, I do have a couple of um, I did some listening prayer, that's what I call it, um, over this house for this weekend. And so I have a couple of things I shared last night, and I just, it's the same church, so we just are going to share this in every service. So if this is is you, and if you're watching online, if you are um, responding to any of these, would you please let Pastor Jay know, and I I look forward to hearing afterwards, but if there's a response, uh, you are also a very valuable person in this house, so we want to welcome you. Um, so it, I'm going to ask you, uh, so this is what I first heard. I, re- I heard that there is a real sense, there is a sense of a real prayer movement, uh, an intercession that's rising up in folks. And so as I begin to talk, I want you to stand if you're feeling this. Obviously, we all are praying people, or we should be, but I'm specifically, I specifically heard there is an intercession that, and maybe you already have been doing this, but even more recently, you're just feeling this real pull for the, a, a prayer movement, and uh, this is what I heard. So is, first of all, is there anybody in the room that is sensing that? Please stand right now, even if you stood last night. Um, yeah, good, okay. So this is what I heard over, over, over us, over you specifically. There, there is, it, holy burdens are, are, are coming upon you, and that, and that word burden might kind of be an odd word to hear, but it's a holy burden coming upon you. And I actually sense that you're going to begin to, if you have not already, understand and, and do, and, and begin to travail in prayer. That word travail, it's like there's, you're, there's going to be groanings coming out of you during this time of intercession and prayer. Don't be afraid of that or, or think that's weird. That is, that's literally the holy burden that is, that is coming out 
coming out of you and, and, it, and that you are going to carry this season in that. And I even heard there's some specifics for some of you. So, I mean, it could just be in general, this travail of intercession, maybe over our nation, over your government, whatever. But I also heard specifically over the unborn, over injustice, for revival in the church and warfare. And so listen, there is no fear in any of this. You are full of faith. There's no harm that comes to you or your family as you are in this. And just, just let it, let, we need that intercession in the, in the body of Christ to arise and inherited. So Lord, just stretch out your hands towards these that are standing. Lord, I thank you, Father, right now for the gift of prayer and intercession that you are placing and calling on these lives. And we, we declare your peace over them. I thank you, Father, that you will speak to them, that there will be dreams, that there will be this, this new, I mean, you, you, some of you are going to experience new prayers. Your prayer language might just explode in that. And if you've never got it, get ready for that. But Lord, we just thank you. We come alongside and just release your power over everyone in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for standing. Okay, also, I want you guys to do this with me. I want you to agree in prayer with me uh, for post-sickness issues. Um, I don't like to name the name of any sickness. We can all pretty much figure out what it is. But I just sensed that we need to pray over there's this, this post-junk so just agree with me as we pray aloud together. So Lord, we just thank you, Father, right now. I speak to lungs and organs and hearts that, are, that have been affected by any sickness, any virus. Lord, we declare right now, lungs be opened and breathe. Every single organ function to the will of heaven. Right now, I declare any, any post issues that anyone is fighting from headaches to body aches, to taste needing to return after months. Lord, none of this is heaven in our bodies. So we declare right now, we say, heaven come now, heal these bodies, heal lungs, heal organs. Lord, I pray for all digestion situations again. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, that you will dry this out. Every sickness and disease must go. And Lord, I thank you that you have healed bodies. And Lord, as people are recovering, we call for full 100% recovery in every single part of their bodies in the name of Jesus, all of it. Amen. Okay, then the, I, the last thing here, I heard yesterday morning, and this could be just for one, and so if you're brave, if you would like to stand, you can. This could be for more. Uh, I heard someone had said this, prayed this to themselves, heard it inside of their hearts, or maybe this is your life verse. I don't know. But I heard, the first part I heard was, I lift up my eyes for where does my help come from? And so if that's you, I want you to stand, and I'm going to read actually the entirety of Psalm 121 over you. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon at night. 
The Lord keeps you from all harm and the Lord keeps watch, excuse me, and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and forever. Lord, we just thank you for that right now. We thank you that you are the help that you will not cause us to, st- to stumble, that you watch over us, and you are our protective shade. We bless these people now in Jesus' name that you are their watcher. He watches over you as you come and go. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for responding. All right, so I am excited to to share this morning something that I believe is, is for me and us, for, for everyone. But as I, as I share, I don't want to communicate or make it seem that this isn't necessarily something that we're doing. Although I personally believe we can do better and I can do better. And so just this could be something, this could be a topic that will, I hope, encourage us remind us, and maybe convict us a little bit, which is good, um, to be image bearers, because that is who we are. We are image bearers. Most of us, a lot of us, and if you haven't, you're going to hear about it this morning, but have heard about the fact that we're image bearers, that we are, you know, we are made in the image of God. This is something that we've most in church have heard one time or the other, but do we actually believe this? Do we actually display and act like we are image bearers? I want to stir in us that we have such a great responsibility and joy and privilege to be image bearers in this day. Really, in any time in our lives, we have this great responsibility. But for me personally, it seems like now more than ever, there sure needs to be a lot more image bearers on earth. Lots more people need Jesus, and I need lots more Holy Spirit to be Jesus, (laughs) right? All right, so let's just stop and and think about this for a few minutes, about being made in the image of God, because it is an audacious claim. It's not saying that we're gods, but we are to be God-like. We are to be fully human, and to do that is to reflect God's creative, spiritual, intelligent, moral and purposeful capacities, which are all really big deals. Uh, An example that I want to share is that as Davenports, we early on began to make sure that our kids knew what it meant to be a Davenport. Davenports do and don't do certain things. Davenports are truth tellers. They always tell the truth. Davenports make good choices. Davenports love and serve Jesus. The list goes on. So it's, it's, it's within their identity. They, they know, oh, this is what it means to be a Davenport. So when I see something that's opposite of that, that's not who I am or who I'm to be or act, right? And so what in, then is our identity as Christians? What does it mean to be a Christian? How are we image bearers of Christ? Genesis 1 verse 26 says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds, the livestock, the animals, the creepy animals, all of that. So God created human beings in his own image, male and female, he created them, blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth 
and govern it. So this is who we are. We were created in his image, both male and female, to reign and fill the earth. Since the very beginning, the devil has been out to destroy, distract, distort our image. Because it's a really big deal who, whose we are and who we were made in. He does this by his lies to your own, you, you know, he's a, the accuser. So if you're hearing lies or accusations, that's his voice. He does this by tormenting us. He does this by using human agendas. All sorts of things to, to separate us from who we are, from our true selves. Romans 12.2 says, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. That's 1 John 2.6. Those who say, that's all of us, who live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. That's what we are to do because he wants us to avoid pain. He wants us to avoid ickiness, sin, all of that. And, and, in order, and how to do that is to have a life of intimacy with Jesus, to actually look like him. When you, they say kind of like, you know, sometimes, do you ever notice like spouses start to kind of look alike in a real, real way? Obviously, we're not, you know, talking creepy town here, but like, there, you get similar, you, there's, there's behaviors and patterns that you pick up when you start hanging out with somebody a lot. You talk like them, you sound like them, you dress like them, whatever it is. And the same would be, the same is really simple in the sense that that is a relationship that you're doing on purpose. And, it, and we as Christians need to have that intimacy, that relationship with Jesus so we do look like him and we do talk like him. We are literally little Christs all over this earth. That's what we are. We should love like him, absolutely. But I feel it's equally important that we live, that we model like him, that our words and our choices and our faith and our decisions and our mouth and our face be like Jesus. Uh, Paul warns us uh, about something that's really super cool. I'm going to read it out of, uh, well, it's not super cool. It's actually kind of icky. Uh, in second, in second Timothy, when I read this, I, I'm I'm curious if you'll see what what I saw. I thought, oh my gosh, because because this was written a hot minute ago. If you didn't know, but listen to this right here. You should know this that in the last days there will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Yikes. Like that's the opposite of Jesus on the earth, right? So those are the, so if, if we're seeing things like that maybe around us or in our life, it's a good caution not, not to say, oh, you know, well, maybe you do need to cut off friendships and stuff. But I'm not saying completely 
remove yourself, but you might need to, or at least if it is beginning to affect how you are, if you see you in that at all. But here's what he tells us. This is us. But you, that's us, but I, must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the holy scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. He uses it, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. That is us. We remain faithful. We are the ones that hold the line as his image bearers. We are on this earth to reflect Jesus. We are free. We have authority and we have the power and we know the word of God, right? We know his truth to do so. Uh, the four gospels in the Bible are, are written accounts of Christ's life and teaching. So if it's like, well, what did Jesus do? I encourage you to go read those four gospels in the Bible. But let me just say this. Jesus is perfect theology. He's perfect theology. In fact, the Apostle John put it this way. Jesus is the word who became flesh and dwelt among us. We are called to be Christ-like because we were made in his image and likeness. When we, as Christians, act like Jesus, we are being our true selves. That is our real, true identity. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says, imitate Jesus, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. That word imitate, we all know what imitate means, but literally it's like mimic, completely copy. Model your life after Jesus. Put your whole heart into imitating Jesus in every area of your life. I mean, could you imagine if you even began doing that, if we all began doing that in our own houses? I was talking with someone uh, before church and, and just, you know, things that are happening around the world. You know, some of it's funky if you don't know. But here's the deal. We get to make the choice that we can be Jesus in that situation. We can be a, a true image bearer because the world, this, it's, there is no plan B. We are it. We are it. We are the ones that say, oh, th this is Jesus. Let me show you what he's like. And if, if I'm not showing you what he's like, I carimba, right? It's a constant process, though, of becoming more and more like him, being more and more filled with the Spirit, duplicating him in every area of our life. 1 John 4, 4, but you belong to God, my dear children. You've already won because the Spirit who lives in you is greater than the Spirit who lives in this world. 1 John 2, 6, whoever claims to live in him, is that us, must walk as Jesus did. This is, this is a command to us. It's, it, it's not a choice. You were created in his image to be like Jesus. He's our perfect example. It's really actually so exciting. Cha but here's the deal. Some of us have to change, change, change our behavior. Uh, and it requires a decision to do so. We, it's, it's not like, well, how do I, you know, we're going to talk in a minute kind of like how do we do this. But changing behavior requires a decision to think differently, to talk differently, 
act differently, it all starts with a decision. It all starts with, I'm going to decide that I can put my unsanctified emotions away. My thoughts, I, can, I, can, I might have an opinion that I would really like to type out right now, maybe on that post, but I'm going to just, that's, that's unsanctified. Is that Jesus? Do it, does it really, me really saying that is, that, is that showing that person Jesus? Might be truthful. And hey, we are to be truth tellers. Don't get, I'm not saying stop telling the truth. If you know me, you know I'm all about speaking the truth, right from wrong. But, but be, putting away unsanctified emotions and thoughts and behaviors and acting like the image bearers that we are. 2 Corinthians 2, starting in verse 17. For the Lord is the spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us have that veil removed. All of us who have that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of God. And the spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. That's what's exciting for us today, that we are changed and can reflect his glory. When we're filled with the spirit and living as image bearers, it's not like it's a chore or it's a list. And it might start out as that, you know, good habits sometimes have to have, you you know, we have to get a list out. Let's get up. Let's, you know, go to the gym. Let's do this. But, but that's not, that's not the rest of your life. That's not it. It becomes a lifestyle. Like I think about the Dab's friends at CrossFit. I'm sure when they first went, it was a chore, but now it's a lifestyle. It's your, it's almost as if maybe their, their body misses being there. Right. And the same would be true of this. When we begin to allow from the inside out, reflecting who Jesus is, it, it, it's not a chore or list because it's Jesus in us on the outside. We live different than those around us, as we read in 2 Timothy. That's not who we are. We do live different than those around us. We are the truth tellers. We are the people who have the most hope. I think we should start having competitions. Who has the most hope? Let's have it. Let's see who's the, who's the biggest hope dealer because we don't talk like those without hope. We don't act like those without hope. We might see and hear something negative. We're not going to join the negative party. Nobody wants that train. I don't want that train. That can just keep on going because I want the train that's filled with good news and hope and Jesus. And you know what? So does everybody else around me. So when they start seeing me, Acting like Jesus and, and seeing a situation, you might be in a situation at work and everybody's, it's, it's horrible, it's horrible, it's horrible. Faith doesn't deny facts, we know that, but it sees and it hopes and it believes. And that's what we're to do. People should see us and the fruit in our lives and want Jesus. They absolutely should. Wherever you are, if that's your home or if that's your work or if that's the grocery store, we should be showing Jesus to the whole world. And how do we do that? By relying on the Holy Spirit. Not by works, but being full of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says this, The Spirit of God lives in us. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. We literally are. 2 Timothy 1.14, Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. We are sons and daughters. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts so that we no longer are slaves. We are his children. This is what's wonderful when we come to Christ. 
We are covered by his grace and forgiveness, which, whew, do we need it every day? We absolutely do. And it's amazing and awesome. At the same time, it does not give us license to, to be rude and to gossip and to speak trash and live trash. You should be living differently. If, if there's addiction in your life, you can be set free from that. Absolutely. If you're living with someone you're not married to, you're not living like Jesus. It's just not happening. Stop doing it. Get married. Figure it out. Whatever it is in our lives that is, that yes, is there grace and yes, is there forgiveness? Yes. I want to say that again because that is such a gift. If you have any kind of relationship in your life, you need forgiveness. We, you know, we wake up on the wrong side of the bed sometimes and talk grumpy or are mean or are rude. I need forgiveness for just even that. But I just want to remind us that the world and your family, your children, your neighbors need us to be image bearers. The world needs Jesus loving, and this is who we are, Jesus loving, Bible believing, Holy Spirit filled, glory radiating people. That's image bearers. With the Holy Spirit's help, he makes us nicer. He makes us holy. He brings us comfort, gives us wisdom. Learn to lean on him. In moments where you're really having a hard time getting your Jesus on, because we all have them, quiet yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to help you. And that help might be just shutting your mouth. It could be that. It could be as simple as that. Or it could be something totally different. It could be bringing hope and truth into a situation. That's what we're called to do because what we know is this. There are hurting people around us. There are hurting people who need us. They need us to be who we are. And that's image bearers. Christ's answer to this planet. Let's show the world who we are. Will you declare these things with me as we close in prayer? I love declarations. And I, I was thinking about that this morning because last night, you know, we did this. And I do love declarations. But here's what I want us to do. I don't want us just to say Declarations, it's not like it's a, a trick. Oh, I'm going to read this and it's going to happen. You know, that's not, not what it is. We need to let it kind of get in us, but also change us. Some of these might be, need to be put on sticky notes around your mirrors and your car and your workspace until it becomes to be who you are and what you know. So we're going to say these together aloud. Are you ready? I am created in his image. I am a masterpiece. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. I am chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world that I may be holy and blameless before the Father. The Father accepts me as his beloved. Hang on, let's say that again. I feel like some of us maybe don't believe that. The Father accepts me as his beloved. I am sealed with the Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of my inheritance. I am Jesus to this planet. I talk like Jesus. I act like Jesus. And here it is, our last thing. I am an image bearer. Are you today? If you 
have yet to fully surrender your life to Jesus, today's your opportunity. Today's your chance. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what this afternoon holds. But if you are like, if you have come to a place in your life where you need to say, I need to be Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. He will change you. He will forgive every sin. He gives you life, eternity. I want to pray if, the, if, if that's you this morning. He makes all things new in your life. So, Lord, I just pray right now for anyone that needs to just surrender their life to Jesus. Lord, we come to you. I thank you that you come into our hearts and our lives. You forgive. You set us free. You fill us with your spirit. We surrender to you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Now, for the rest of us, I want us to do this for all of us. I want you to take a moment here, and then I just encourage you, even just in these coming days this week, take inventory. Let's take inventory of our own hearts. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you, not reveal to you about your neighbor or your person you're sitting next to, but you. Where, where in my life have I not been living as an image bearer? What what has that been or what, where is that? And, and here's the thing. Then you just say, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for revealing that thing to me, whatever it is. Maybe it's, maybe it's that you, you search for negativity all the time. Maybe it's that you're gossiping. I don't know what it could be. That's between you and the Holy Spirit. But just invite him now just to, to speak to you, reveal to you. And then here's the wonderful thing, grace and forgiveness and change of behavior. Begin to reflect who you truly are. You've believed a lie about who you are. That's, that's usually what it comes down to. You've believed a lie about who you are. You are a son and you are a daughter. So just take a minute here before we sing and pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you love us. I thank you that there's redemption and forgiveness. I thank you that you were so magnificent when you created this world and, and everything in it. I mean, all the beauty of creation that you then said, I will make men and women in my image and that we are to reflect your glory and be like Jesus on this earth. Would you help us, Holy Spirit? Would you fill us afresh every single day to walk and talk and live like Jesus, to be image bearers, truly who we are? Lord, I pray you would heal hearts and wounds of those that have, have been deceived in their image. I break off identity issues now, and I thank you, Father, that we are a son and a daughter of the King. And we reflect you. Help us, Holy Spirit. Amen. You have made me in your image. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your
that we are your image bearers. We thank you for your grace and your mercy and your help to walk on this earth like it. In Jesus' name, we all said amen. Hey, listen, we love you so much. Go today. Start today. Be some real good image bearers. I can't wait to hear the testimonies. Love y'all.